0: overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches.
1: I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Hey
0: everybody. Hey Laura. Hi.
1: Look, that was almost normal. That was you almost <laughs> I, it. I feel like I am borderline normal. Borderline. With the intro. Yeah, you're getting there.
0: <laughs> somewhere somewhere between normal and
1: complete weirdo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Tonight on Embarrassment of Riches, we are interviewing one of my favorites, Jamie Grant. Jamie um, endeared herself to me forever when she worked on the Seder with me, and um, I will never forget it. How many
1: chickens did y'all cut? Like
0: 50. We quartered 50 chickens.
2: It was a lot of chickens.
1: I lost count at... (laughs) Three. I have I have heard, she has sung your praises. Oh over the chicken quartering.
2: I still have chicken grease under my nails. So <laughs> possible, I'm pretty sure.
1: No,
0: I mean but Jamie that truly and I probably did tell you that I've meant to write you a thank you note so many times. No no but here's my thank you note.
2: That's great. Thank no, you.
0: I mean it was like it was a big deal. And it wasn't just a big deal that like you helped and you were willing to help. It's just the way that you helped oh. was like one hundred percent all in and I love that. Like, I love that about you. And it really did make me feel like I'm a Jamie Grant fan. There's nothing you should have said those
1: words to me. Oh, um. there, that there's
0: nothing you can do that I wouldn't be all in for you. on well, Because you just that welcome. one that yeah. one time I'm like, nope,
1: we're it. So when you throw a dinner you need, for a couple hundred people, sure. call Jess to cater right. it. Of
0: course, she already knows what my M.O. is like, we don't need to quarter these chickens. She just sh-
2: left, just <laughs> left the container, she the wanted chicken container. to put container. The Sam's container on the table with a knife on each table. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's got the juice in it. <laughs> so I felt like you're, facing you're it. It would
0: work. And you know what? I could just eat chicken juice all the time. After you're like, cutting George. 50 chickens, I don't, stand think by it, your I, I don't think it was so, a terrible idea. I don't I, think it, I. I agree that the presentation was better Jamie's way,
2: but the labor. Of
1: I gotta get with you on
2: that. Not to mention the fact that the uh, chafing pans caught on fire.
1: Oh, in the middle I hear of the that. Air. Oh yeah. Well, I we tried to keep it on the down low. That is amazing. I missed yeah. it. I had kids projectile vomiting at home. Well, Jamie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like who you are, where you come from. Well, I am. Um, proudly
2: now over 40. I have two children, one going into sixth grade, one going into kindergarten. I am originally from Florida. We've been here for 10 years. We moved uh, 10 years ago when our son was about a year and a half old to be closer to my mom. I'm an only child. Now, Did you grow up in Florida? I did. Born and raised. And so where in Florida? I was born in Orlando and raised in South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton. And is your mom originally from Texas? Is that no my mom's originally from kansas her family came here about 40 years ago growing up we lived in the dallas area a couple of times we moved here i moved 13 times in 16 years so we moved a lot and my family's not military or anything we just moved a lot (laughs) when i went to yeah we were military and we moved like four times Right. So that's more. So it's a lot. Yeah. Right. So when um when I went to college at the University of Florida, which is where I met my husband of this year nineteen years. Wow. My mom moved back to Texas to be near her family. And then when my son when Noah was born, we moved here to be closer to her.
1: Gotcha. How old did you say your kids are again?
2: Eleven and five. Okay. Jamie 11.
1: also
0: teaches Lydia's Sunday school class. So my fifth grader.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah, we've been... Tom and I... Well, Tom joined me a couple of years ago, but we started doing that when Noah was... Gosh, I probably started when Noah was in kindergarten. You moved up with right And we've just gone up with oh, wow. the whole that's time. Oh, wow. That's neat.
0: So are you going to do youth next year?
2: Tom might do youth, and I might go to kindergarten and do Grace's class. Okay. Because she kind of feels like, Hey, it's her
1: turn. It's my turn. Yeah, what's the deal? It's yeah. been six years. Exactly. That. <laughs> that's amazing. I think that's such a... um a huge undertaking to commit to weekly teaching Sunday school.
2: It's only once, it works out to like once a quarter. Okay. Like one month a quarter. Okay. Not once a quarter, but one month a quarter, because we have three or four other families that are committed Oh, to that's retaining.
1: awesome. It works out nicely. That's really cool. Well, do you mind telling us a little bit more about what made you move 13 times?
2: What made, if I knew the answer to that question... <laughs> I probably wouldn't have spent too so much time in were your parents
1: <laughs> Were your parents
2: gypsies? Yes and no. <laughs> no. So my parents were divorced by the time, before I was in kindergarten. I don't have a lot of memories of my parents being married. And so it was my mom and me. My mom raised me basically as a single mom. We moved to North Carolina mm. when I was in third grade. Moved back to Florida because my mom got really sick. Moved out to Texas in fifth grade, my mom got married to my stepdad, Mm. we ended up moving back to Florida, moved back to Texas in ninth grade, and moved back to Florida halfway through ninth grade. Oh, wow. In tenth grade, my mom and my stepdad got a divorce, and we just, my mom and I continued to move every year thereafter. Now, I did stay in the same town, at least, through high school. So even though we moved a lot, it wasn't necessarily to totally another city. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and that was in Florida.
2: That was all in Florida. Well, okay. not all in Florida. The, moves the last, yeah. of high school, last high school. school was in Florida.
1: Yes. Okay. I and started. where did you go to college? University yes. of Florida. Oh, so that was all. I'm trying not to hold against her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I went to Louisiana Tech, but I'm a huge oh, okay. LSU fan. Oh, Sorry, oh yeah.
1: yeah. Are they rivals? I'm not in. Well,
0: the. Florida SEC. is the only school that LSU in the East, the SEC East, that LSU plays every year. They're their permanent East rival. okay. So, yes, they are.
1: There you go. Good and when, <laughs> no matter
0: whether the Gators are bad or, the, or Tigers the Tigers are bad, it's always a close game.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Well, it is. That's fun. Um, well, how did you come to know Christ? Interestingly, on our
2: move, first move out here to the Dallas area, which is actually... East Texas, Greenville, my mom and I rented a house from this sweet older couple, and the, the woman was just a um, total evangelist at heart, mm-hmm. and continued inviting us to church, and my mom would say, no, 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 finally my mom gave in, and we started going to a Baptist church in Greenville, and I went to a Christian school, I met my best friend, Kelly, And there was just something different about her. So my mom actually ended up coming to Christ probably right before I did. I didn't realize that's Mm. what was happening in her life. Mm -hmm. I just realized my friend Kelly had something that I didn't have Mm. and I wanted that. And so, of course, in a Baptist church, you have to walk, this was old school, you had to walk down the aisle to the pastor. We'll release you to lunch when 30
0: people have given their life (laughs) to the Lord. Is he calling me or is my stomach growling?
2: I sat there for weeks. I was 10 and every week I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So finally, one week, I think I got the nerve to ask my friend Kelly to go up front with me and she did. And her mom was actually the one that asked me the questions
1: and led me through the verses and the scripture and, and oh, prayed beautiful. with me. Yeah, That's really neat. So it was neat. Yeah, it was really cool. And so it was kind of like this parallel process with your mom. Yes. Yeah. So did y'all share that? Did y'all talk about it? No. No. <laughs> Too much intimacy. No.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, our family didn't
1: necessarily do that kind of intimacy. So, yeah. So then, did you guys keep going to church, that same church? So we moved. Okay. <laughs> back what? To moved. <laughs> this seems to this be right. a theme. This seems to be a theme.
2: We moved back to Florida, and I, I went to a Christian school for middle school, and we went on and off to a couple of different churches, but my mom was so young in her faith Mm -hmm. and I think that made it really difficult for us and for a single mom and
0: sure and back then they didn't think about things like hey single moms need help right Mm -hmm. but they didn't think about all this
2: church support Mm -hmm. very true so I had youth group that I Mm -hmm. went to but really we kind of fell off the radar with um church in general through really through high school and I didn't start going back on a consistent basis until uh, halfway through college. Okay.
0: And did anything lead to that?
2: Yes. I hit, a, what was it, at that point, an all-time low. And I won't go into the details, but... It sounds similar to her we've, all-time we've low. We've gone okay. into
1: our details with the podcast about <laughs> our all-time low. is of involved it was in college. Um, something about being in a garage and almost getting a tattoo. Bears tattooed in. I don't remember if I shared this on the podcast, but I think mine involved something about like waking up between cars... And not knowing why, sure. So good choices. Good choices. I think
0: if I woke up in the passenger seat of my car, my friends had left me.
1: Yeah. And then (laughs) I walked into the wrong door. And then
0: I walked into the wrong (laughs) door.
1: So yeah, we're familiar. I'm familiar with the way (laughs) things can go low
2: in college, right? So I, yeah, I basically found myself at the end of my bed one day, going, "What are you doing?". Mm. And I I didn't know where else to turn. And I was just like, okay, Lord, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even know where to go. I don't... Wake
0: me up out of this ABC after school special. Yeah,
2: something like that. And I started... I found a church um, in Gainesville, Florida. Started going. And that's actually where I met Tom. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. And so did
0: y'all get married right after right after college?
2: We did. I graduated undergrad in May and we got married in August. He finished undergrad in December and then went right back for his master's. So he stayed in that area for the next two to three years.
0: Now I am under the impression that you went to Dallas Seminary. It's not just an impression, I know it to be true, <laughs> but that you did it after you had
2: children. Is that yes. true or false? I started... So we moved out here 10 years ago, didn't know what DTS was. We started going to DBC, and everybody talked about DTS. And I was like, what is wrong with these people and their acronyms? Everything is a DT something. And Pastor Hal was pastor at the time. We became friends with them, and maybe six months after we started going to DBC, Hal and Dickey invited Tom and I to a fundraiser for DTS Mm. to the banquet. I think it was like in February. And I came home from the banquet with an overwhelming urge to go to DTS. I had never heard about it before. I was 32 and had a kid who was a year and a half Mm. old, thought I was way past my prime for doing anything like that. And the bottom line is, I ended up there. Wow. And eight years later, I graduated.
1: Also had another child in the Uh middle of that. Eight years later,
2: yes. That's the way it goes when you have a kid.
1: Right. So what did you go to, I know the answer, but for our listeners, what did you go to DTS for? Well, I started just asking for a degree in
2: biblical studies. They didn't like that. They wanted to kind of put you in a vocational track for people who, they want you to go into full-time ministry. So they put me in Christian education program, and I thought, eh, it doesn't sound quite right, but okay. They all have the same core classes, so I just started taking core classes. A couple years in, I said, no, I need to be in the counseling track. Mm. So I, I switched tracks, about four years in is when I actually switched to the, the counseling track and graduated with a master's in biblical counseling. Which,
0: P.S., I don't know if it's still this way, but the master's in biblical counseling has about, I want to say, 30 more hours attached to it yes. To, yes. The, to the Christian ed. When the Christian ed is like 60-something 60 hours, 60 yes. hours,
2: and that's like 90, 90 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So yes. a lot. That's a lot. a lot more. Yes,
1: it was. And so you were popping out babies, going to school. Were mm-hmm. you working also, or was it... You were home and schooling, primarily home and schooling. Okay, I did a little, but bit. but not homeschooling. <laughs> not homeschooling. <laughs> Is she crazy? I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, homeschooling. And why homeschooling not? Ta- would yeah, that's what,
1: don't 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 take on homeschooling when you're getting your master's. No, my that would not have worked with my personality and my children. Hmm. No, my patients would not sustain homeschooling. So, when you
0: started at DTS, did you think you were like you wanted to go into vocational ministry, or was it just something about like the that just wanting to learn more. Like for me, I don't know that I I wasn't opposed to going into full-time ministry, but growing up Catholic, I felt mm-hmm. like going to a Bible church some of these some of the people I was around had just so much knowledge and understanding of scripture and of theology that I did not have and I just I just wanted it and I yeah. I, I just I just want I wanted to know more, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me that was the motivator
2: you want to just to I just wanted to know increase more increase your yeah, understanding I, and I was
0: you know I w- was lucky enough to just have the freedom I wasn't married yet and didn't have kids mm. so I had the freedom to, to flit about mm-hmm. like the seven that I am I love that your flitting was going to seminary it was well. I, I had already flitted doing some other things. Yeah, I flitted right. over to da- Bears Tattooed in. I flitted over to Harper Dorm, even though I lived in Dudley. You know, yeah. There you go.
1: You're, I had you're... flitted other places
0: and continued to flit later.
1: But your traditional flitting days were over. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. It's still flitting. It was
1: just a healthier kind of flit. Mm. There you go. Flitting redefined. So you felt really convicted to just go there. I. And just then felt once this you were there, it was then you narrowed. That this, the track the counseling track was what you should be on?
2: I wanted to be in ministry, for mm-hmm. sure. So I didn't necessarily go in just wanting more knowledge although I, or more understanding. That was part of it. I really wanted to be in ministry, and I didn't know what that was going to look like. Mm-hmm. At some point in my life, I'm pretty sure that looked like being the ne- next Beth Moore and that is welcome to the club right? you're you're among us and that is no longer a desire at all she's Beth Moore I get to be Jamie Grant so God is showing me more and more in increasing measure who I am the glory Um,
0: that comes from quartering 40 to 50 chickens no (laughs) and it's not
1: that the glory of God God is showing you well so um What is God showing you about the way that you are unique, the way you're uniquely gifted? The way that I am wired. Well,
2: I think there are definitely ways that I am wired that make me unique. And since the Enneagram is... Popular and you are teaching that right now. I am a four, which makes me even more special and unique, and that's
0: it, it's why you want to redefine um, spiritual gifts. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> part of that's <laughs> part probably, <is>. it. <laughs> probably it. Probably um, it.
2: God is, I think, showing me in greater depth, or maybe I should say, really opening my eyes to understanding more about who I am. And in that has been letting go Mm. of this need to be special Mm. and an acceptance of being mediocre would be okay. Mm. So part of how I'm wired is both a gift Mm. and it's kind of a two-edged sword, I guess. Um, It's also a way that I have used...
1: To not need Jesus. Mm. Um Self-suffi- being self-sufficient.
2: Yeah, I can just make life work uh-huh. fine on my own, uh-huh. the way that I have. I say fine. I'm gonna put quotations, air quotes around that. Because I can make it, I can try and make it work. I think we all try to make life work in our own ways. And God has used my story to show me that my way of making life work is really in the end it just leads to death mm. and I think that's God's whole economy is at first when you look at it seems so upside down but really it's it's just paradoxical mm. you know what seems like life to us and feels like life and energy to a four is being special and unique and really in the end it leads to death and so he's finally brought me I think to a place where at times I can say "Hmm, I'm okay with being mediocre if that means that you're special because Mm he is
1: wow that I mean I think that's an amazing lesson probably one that I would have to repeat to myself over and over oh yeah you know like everything it's a process (laughs) so you've would you say that that's a recent process for you that that's been something that God's revealing to you I think it's been a 41 and a half year process. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about the turnaround of growth for me. I know. It takes some time.
2: Yeah, but so, it's been in process my whole life. Even before I knew that I knew him, he mm-hmm. knew me and he was always working.
1: Well, and you say mediocre, which I, I think maybe especially for a four, but mm-hmm. to me it maybe has some negative connotation to it mm-hmm. because it's like, but we're supposed to be special and something spectacular. But I think there is some specialness in just saying, mm-hmm. what's your lane? Stay in your lane of giftedness yeah. instead of trying to be a Beth Moore. You can be special in this lane. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that you are mediocre or you're less than her. Right. But you're existing in your lane of giftedness that God's given you. And that's that is special and unique. Yeah, I think
2: that's a good way to put it. And some of it, I think, has been letting go. I think sometimes we hold on to what we want so tightly, whether that's in our lane or not. Mm -hmm. But letting go of it and saying, okay, I don't have to have this because it's not actually what's Mm life-giving. What's life-giving is the Savior. Yes. So let me ask you this.
0: Okay. If I'm describing Jamie Grant, who, as Laura has told you, I have repeatedly sung your praises um, and it's and I and it's not I, I don't I'm like I'm not I'm not trying to blow smoke like honestly like it it was such a huge service wow. to me I mean, that, no 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 yeah. it, I mean it like I should have written you a thank you note like it, like sh- it, like it was such don't a huge shut shit. on yourself I know That's, I know no. <laughs> therapy isn't but 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 it it really well so I I feel like. um. So I'm I'm really good at feeling gratitude. I'm sometimes uh, lax in expressing it.
2: I'm right there with you.
0: And uh, but 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 for me I like there was such a sacrificial level of giving mm. that you showed me throughout that whole process. And even that night Jamie's the one who notices that things are on fire in the back. <laughs> Jamie's I feel like that's getting, pretty good business right ja- there. No, Jamie's getting up. That's special. Jamie's getting up without me asking, but, but, and she's turning things over, picking up. I mean, she just, she just. Worker bee. Hmm. She was just a worker bee, and, and there's no glory in that. You know, like that's just service,
1: and um, until someone sings your praises on a podcast, right? Uh, and and makes you, you feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I, no, I know. There but, went those but, okay, in so <laughs> so that's saying.
0: that's why I love you. What's Catherine Landig's deal with you? Because she loves you Aww. too. <laughs> so what is it that Catherine loves? Tell us. I don't have any idea. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you, I don't know. You gotta have you gotta have an idea. No,
2: she's just a God gives us soul sisters I don't have any sisters of my own and he's given me several just women who I feel like are kind of can I, can I use that word, soul sister? Sure. And, yeah. Or is that too, like, cliche and I need to break into
0: something. I say kindred spirit and bosom pal like Anne of Green Gables. I dropped
1: oh. purpose-driven in the first podcast, so I won't oh. judge
0: whatever you say.
2: Okay, well, we'll just go with soul sister. <laughs> <laughs> Who, yeah.
1: Is Although it song? does make me kind of
0: want to go. Yeah, hey, that's, so so a, so it's so a, got a, a dance well, to it. Yeah, I was actually going a different... Not that
2: one. Oh, okay.
0: But did, Jamie sang. It might not be picked up on the mic, but I just would like it to be known that <laughs> sometimes people burst into song on this podcast.
1: Sometimes, meaning you. Yes,
0: but also Paula Quadrado sang. Oh yeah, did she? She Aww. did. Mm-hmm.
1: So joy what, brings out the what best. You here. were saying you want to know what Catherine Laney? I, yes,
0: I like. I, I, bet, I bet. I bet. I bet you know.
2: I don't. I think. <laughs> you know what I think it is. I think, what. Uh, when God gives you those people in your life, it's just a mutual enjoyment, which is, I think, what community is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's God puts us in community for mutual enjoyment of one another, just like the Trinity exists in community, and in, in triuneness, and they mutually enjoy each other. And so it doesn't even feel like anything in particular other than, I'm home. Mm-hmm. It just feels like you're home, mm-hmm. and so I—I I don't know if she would say something different, but with those people that God's given me, it feels like home.
0: I love I love those kind of friends because they make it easy.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It. it is easy. <laughs> like it's, not a lot of effort.
0: There's not. Well, and even um, uh, you know, I learned recently about myself as a seven mm-hmm. that I'm most generous uh, when it adds to my enjoyment. <laughs> I think that's cool. It, well, it is, and sometimes it's not. There's an ugly side of it. But I sure. but I would say that there's some level, like with friends, where it is my delight.
2: Like those kind of friends is
0: my delight to help.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's what service is, too. So many times, I think when we talk about service as humans, we like to check off lists and see what we've done and feel that... Okay, we've met some sort of standard and behaved in some sort of way. Excuse me. But I think that wine went down the wrong pipe. Uh
0: (laughs) There may be more of those coffees. Okay, I'm good. Go ahead. Service,
2: you are saying? I think service when it's truly service, and therefore not born out of us, (laughs) but rather through Christ's formation in us. It's just delight Mm -hmm. and enjoyment. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like drudgery. I think probably when I've truly served, I haven't even known Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense.
1: No, it well, and it feels just like something natural within you to do. Yeah. Well, I I don't think it doesn't sound like you. I mean, I think you probably knew it was service, but it doesn't sound like it even registered as that big of a deal what you did at the Seder and it was a really big deal right. to you.
0: Yes. Um, so, although I think even Jamie would admit it really wasn't fun cutting all those chickens. <laughs> no, I said it
2: felt like service. But
0: <laughs> chicken cutting? Yeah. Not fun. And I mean, it was for Jesus, but it, it really, that so really is. What,
1: what y'all are saying is that chicken cutting would not be your big ask prayer. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No more poultry shoes. But it is because I
0: will tell you, like that is the dead last thing I ever want to do again. Yeah. But it was so fun. I mean, it was so it was fun too. You said it, y'all like, laughed a lot. We, we laughed, laughed a, a lot. lot. It's hard not to laugh when you're elbows,
1: elbow deep in chicken, chicken, chicken grease and
2: rotisserie <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my car smelled like farts for weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: special. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't even I didn't even
0: mention that she picked up the 50 chickens herself and lugged them to the church oh all gosh. in her car.
2: Actually, Catherine met me there. Oh. That's what she loves about me. Oh, that's no. what you love about Catherine. Oh, that's right. She's loyal. She's a she six, is, right? She did, so she's, she's loyal. She is. She did find a pair of jeans, though. there at Sam's when we picked up the chickens, so maybe that's what she likes. Maybe. <laughs> she
1: was able to buy some I buy chickens. She buys
2: jeans. jeans. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Catherine. I no, <laughs> you. I'm going to get those. I'm going to get
0: these jeans. <laughs>
1: So what would your big ask prayer be if you like oh, short God. of being or or it really sounds like you're saying big more. ask prayer? Well, this is a Jessica Dennyism,
0: which I stole from Craig Pierce. From it's ABC. kind of oh, right okay. up there
1: with "Don't shoot on yourself."
0: Yes, gotcha. So he he one time asked us like we, sometimes we pray small, and um, and like like God's not capable of taking our big asks, and so he's he was he was he was challenging us that we, we, we need some big ask prayers, Mm. like throw it down, throw down what you would like to see God do. And so what, that's one of the things we're asking our guests is what's, what's a big ask you have? What would you love to see God just throw down
2: in your ministry in your life? Mm. That's a hard one. I, maybe because I'm a four, I tend to think a little bit
1: existentially and philosophically, and so my big... Yeah, you said paradoxical a second ago. So, I'm, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
2: think my big ask prayer is, has been the same for I can't tell you how many years. And it's God help me love people. Mm. I can't do it without him. And it's not... I, I just don't think that we can love, live experience all that he has for us without him. And in that it looks harder than I would have ever thought mm. because so many times I think we want God to give us love in, in the hate and joy in the sorrow and peace in the anxiety. And we, we sort of want those hard feelings to go away and for like, God to just make the good feelings true in us. Wait, is mm. that wrong? <laughs> yes, seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great to me. Yeah,
1: that's, that's uh, can I steal those prayers that you just said <laughs> and use them for my own?
2: <laughs> but I think the truth is that God has written our whole story. And so if we bypass all of those hard things, then we're bypassing... Not just what's hard, but we're bypassing his story mm-hmm. for our lives. And his story was written for each one of us to know him. Mm-hmm. And I mean know him and be known by him. In the sorrow, in the hate, in the... that I think he exchanges those things and it's a process. But until we're honest with the hate and the anger and the resentment and the pain and we come face to face with those and it's a constant. I mean, I'm not saying we just get to do it one time mm-hmm. and, and it's over, but just coming and confessing. Uh, for example, the other night, I, I really wanted somebody to get on board with me, another one of my soul sisters, and I just needed to feel vindicated and justified and I needed to gossip and I stopped myself and I went, what am I doing? If I feel like I need to be justified for something, what is the reason for that? And I realized I had felt judged Mm -hmm. by the other person. And in that, I felt anger for them and hate. And so instead of trying to find vindication from my friend, I was like, all right, Jesus, here's what I got. It's a whole lot of nothing. Mm -hmm nothing much except for hate and anger Mm. and bitterness and I don't know what to do with it and it's not like something magical happened at that moment but I think it's those moments where God starts taking the loaves and the fish of a small boy's lunch Mm. and multiplying it to feed thousands Mm.
0: I
1: don't like
2: what you're saying but it has the ring of truth to it
1: Yeah, I love what you're saying I I think it's fantastically true and you know what I think something magical did happen because it feels kind of counterintuitive to turn to Jesus sometimes it feels so much better to complain to your friend and be like validate me doesn't this feel good so I think it is magical when you can stop and go wait what does Jesus have for me in this even though right now sucks and I know I could relieve these sucky symptoms Mm -hmm by gossiping, by doing whatever other behavior instead of turning it back to him.
0: It, it's interesting um, as uh, what the three of us being mental health professionals
1: mm-hmm, and,
0: yeah. and me being, um, I would say, a stunted growth seven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> emotionally stunted. No, I, I'm sort of joking but sort of not. Um, there, There is a funny thing about humans and their inability to name that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, some like we like to pretty up our feelings and call anger, irritation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, and and bitterness, hurt, mm-hmm. and, and 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 sometimes I think naming the actual feeling, mm-hmm. what is the actual feeling that you're having? Yeah, um, it can be
1: really convicting. Yeah.
2: Hmm
1: taking some ownership of it and being honest about it. And, and I, I mean, I, I, I don't work strictly with Christians, mm-hmm. but it also is so nice to be able to say, what do you think God has for you here? Mm. Not to change it. Right. Not to make hate love. Not to make anger mm-hmm. joy all of a sudden, but what do you think God has for you right mm-hmm. here? And then even with non-Christian clients to go, what would it be like to just kind of sit with this for a second instead yeah. of trying to you know, mask it with a lot of the reasons that they're coming to see me, with their what behavior right. they've done to try to make the feeling, like the ugly feeling, go away.
2: Yeah, I think the cool thing too is he gives us, alongside the sorrow, and only God can do this. He gives us joy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's all of it's again because it's to that paradox.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In in all of the hard, he gives us, him.
0: Oh yeah. And it I I you know I was joking of course because I have a hard bitter joke side. <laughs> like I don't like what you're saying. I really don't like what you're saying. Now, in in the in the sense of like cuz I'm really cuz I'm really honest cuz it's really true. Cuz <laughs> right, really right. really what you're saying is really true. Um, that's why I don't like it. Um you're We're not, honest. I, mean, I, had, I, had, I had a little cousin that was 10 years younger than me growing up. And if you told him no, he would say, I don't like what you're saying to me.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> love
0: I, that. I don't like what you're I saying to me. That's how that. I feel yeah. when I get a <laughs> yeah. no. But um, you're talking about that. And uh, there is this, um, I don't know, There, uh, like that thing where you think about your darkest days. And mine weren't Bears tar bears tattooed in though that was a dark day it wasn't the darkest
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I and and thinking about how much I don't want to do that again mm-hmm. wouldn't want to relive that but the the beauty that's what I love about force the, their ability to see beauty in mm-hmm. affliction mm-hmm. Um, that there is beauty in affliction and it's usually God's presence mm-hmm. or at least that's how it's been for me mm-hmm. where there's never more evidence of him than when I am in deep, deep pain.
2: Mm-hmm. And he
0: shows up in a way that feels like he is breathing for me. Mm-hmm. And I I do love that. So that does seem true to me, Jamie. <laughs> Even though I don't like it, I would like him to just show, reveal yourself to me and all the spectacular majesty
1: that yeah, you can have. I please yeah. just find you enjoy.
0: Can I find you enjoy? Nice. Well that's what
1: I think I've shared this before. I saw a meme once that hit home for me having little kids. It you make like, your it's not that uh is it's not it, it's
0: uh you wait, oh gosh, sorry, I'm interrupting <laughs> you. I had my favorite meme but it like it fell apart.
1: Well, the your problem, you. your problem
0: is you're stupid and you make bad decisions. <laughs> that's <was> not it.
1: <laughs> although, accurate.
0: Um, I saw that one. It made me laugh. I
1: want to say that about 30 times a day. It's not, yeah, that's right. No, mine was, um, Dear God, give me patience. Not opportunities to practice patience, mm. just the actual stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> just give me the patience. And I think that's kind of along the same vein. Like, God, give me more of yourself. Mm-hmm. But. Don't give me hard experiences that would require me to need more of you. Just give me more of you and and happy and and rainbow land.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, so your big-ass prayer is just to love people. Mm -hmm. How would you see that playing out in, like, your career and your your wifing, momming, all of that stuff? Your wifing. It's, it's a verb. I'm wiping like hard that. tonight. Believe me, sometimes it's a verb. <laughs> I wiped hard today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think.
2: I think love is something, and I say love with a capital L, because love is. I will always go back to, First John. Love is a person. Love is Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God. And so as God uses my story to pour out of me what I came into the world with, which was wrath and rage and anger and hate, which we can I can give you a reference for all of those and mm-hmm. pretty much all of the epistles. He pours that out and pours himself into me. And as he does that, I get more of love. And love gets more of me. And so I don't know that I would be able to say specifically how that looks. Mm -hmm. Except that it feels like real life. Mm -hmm. It's life-giving. Not the kind of life that I thought I had holding on to what I wanted so much because... It was like a drug, but life that is true mm. life.
0: Can you think of a time where God has really showed up for
2: you? Where it was so obvious? All of the time. <laughs> and so many times I forget that he shows up, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Um, one of my other dear friends, Annie Starr, is somebody who will call me back to truth. And when I've been in hard things with family, that's always, I think, a place where there's lots of opportunity for Jesus to show up in hard Mm -hmm. family dynamics. She will always remind me to look for Jesus. Look for Jesus to show up. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he does show up
1: why are we continually surprised I know but I always <laughs> like, am
2: like he's going to be oh, hi, out there day. wow yeah. I
1: can't believe he did that
2: exactly <laughs> so specifically I'm sure I could think of 100 examples but really it's in the moments that I think are going to be miserable and I find joy mm. and I could give like I said lots of specific examples I won't go into one but it when Jesus shows up
1: it looks like Joy. Hmm. Even in hard dynamics, even yep. in awkward confrontations yep. or encounters. Yep. Exactly. I think it's amazing that you have such a neat tribe of women that are championing you to see Christ in, in yeah. the hard and in the suckage. That's another <laughs> special that's word. A, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an adverb, I think. Yeah, yeah that's I right. Yeah, maybe I'm going to go adverb <laughs> with that <one. laughs> Adjective, yeah, that's right. Well, thank you so much for for coming on Thanks for and, having me and sharing your story um I think you're r- really inspirational you are mm-hmm. definitely a solid four <laughs> I I I feel pretty confident that you're way smarter than me um as I was sitting here listening to you talk and I I don't know I think there could be some Beth Moore in you. <laughs> that could be in your lane. Mm, I don't know. Gotta have to make that happen. I don't know if I'd want that. <laughs> yeah, it's, those, those dreams change.
0: Well, I, you know, I, I was already a, a, a Jamie Grant fan oh. fan, so uh, I I haven't changed my mind. I, I appreciate Thanks. you. Just love the person that you are. Love your heart mm-hmm. for service. Thank you. I, I think I, I, I think I especially appreciated it. As a person that I wasn't I I wasn't your friend. I was just somebody that
2: needed help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're more than just somebody that needed help. Now, now I am. Even before that. You were a friend of a friend. A friend of a friend. A friend friend of Catherine. I was. I love Catherine. Yeah. So,
0: anyway, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we hope you join us again next time on Embarrassment of Riches.